And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes. I'm Dave. Tony, are you there? I'm here and I'm disappointed in you. You're disappointed? Yes. Why is that? You, one of the quintessential white people that I know, (laughs) do not like white hip-hop. I also don't like white American college basketball players. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Even though, listen, (laughs) I want to introduce you to Rex Chapman. But, listen. Yeah, Rex could play. You have not listened to Mac Miller. No. Dog, Mac Miller is like... Mac Miller is literally one of my favorite hip hop artists ever. And yeah. I'm just I just I'm just really hurt. Like I picture you with a backpack and a skateboard. You're crazy. You know, listening to no, Mac Miller I listen to and Big Daddy Ari- Ariana Kane. Grande. Huh? No. I said I listen to Big Daddy Kane. That's fine. I'm, I'm like not listening that's great. to Mac Miller. Like pay homage to pay homage to the guys, but listen, Mac Miller to me is a hip hop legend. He's a hip hop great and I just don't understand how you could not listen to your roots. How is that my roots? I've never heard of Mac Miller until he passed away, unfortunately. Uh, it seems like he made good music, but I don't. he's not making music for me. Okay, jazz fans. I, when you <laughs> listen to this episode of this podcast, I need all of you guys to spam Dave Dufour. You trying to get Dave, all of all of Utah the, muted need, on Twitter? I need you to spam Dave with Mac Miller tracks, your favorite Mac Miller track. That is my directive. This week until next week when we do next week's episode. Tony, so I can Dave promise can listen you, to I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to any of these. <laughs> I'm not going to click a single link. Um, I, I just don't, man, I just don't really listen to music, uh, new music anymore. It's just not something I, I make time for. He's not new. First of all, he's dead, but he's not new. Yeah, right. I mean, but I'm turning 40 in a little over a month. It's new to me. So you're turning 40, so you can't listen to Mac Miller. It's not that I can't. It's just that I don't. I don't make a point to listen to new music. I just don't have time for it in my life. Who's the artist that you listen to the most? New or old? Oh, man. I mean, Prince, um, Mariah Carey, or I don't know. Some of the old, like, Teddy Riley stuff. So let me get this straight. You listen to Mariah Carey, but you don't listen to Mac Miller. Yeah, that, never that's heard what you're telling me. Mariah Carey is amazing, though. One of the greatest musicians of all time. Yeah. Okay, great. So listen, let's segue into the jazz because Mac Miller is a legend and so is Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy okay? Gobert is really good, I'll say. That 11 win, uh, 11 game win streak is now over. But it's 12 or 13 going to, we're recording on Thursday afternoon, three and a half uh-huh. hours before the Jazz take on the Atlanta Hawks and start a road trip. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Dave, and this is, to me, this is probably we're starting the most difficult month of the season schedule-wise for the Jazz. It's obviously not make or break because the season will go on, but I do think that this month will tell us a little bit about uh, what the Jazz are as they play, you know, consecutive three, four, five, six, and seven games against contenders because, yeah. you know, starting with Sunday, you get – 
the Indiana Pacers, then you get the Boston Celtics, then you get the Milwaukee Bucks, then you get the Philadelphia 76ers, then you get the Miami Heat, then two games with the Clippers, then you get the Lakers later in the month. This is this is really going to be a, quite the gauntlet that the Jazz are going to go through in February. Right. The stretch leading into the All-Star break is the most difficult stretch of their season, I think. Well, of what we know so far. We still don't know that second-half schedule. And this is why it was so important for them to get out to a good start. You know, we talked about this early on, playing all of these games in such a short window of time. They really had to take advantage and win the games that they are supposed to win, right? Like, that's your that's your baseline. Win all those games you're supposed to win. And when you look back at the winning streak, you know, they beat Atlanta, who they're better than. They stole one from the Nuggets in the first game. Let's say that's a wash. Well, they won one before they lost to end the streak. They beat New Orleans twice, they beat Golden State, they beat the Knicks, and they beat the Mavs who have been struggling twice. Winning the games against the opponents you're supposed to beat is how you become, you know, get to the next level. I I think that at this point, it's pretty safe to say, barring injury, that this is a top four seed in the West. You feel pretty comfortable with that right now? I would think it would take a collapse for them to drop out of the top four because there's already... Right now, you're going into February, so there's already, what, four and a half games between them and the fifth seed? Yeah. So there's three games between them and the fourth seed, which is which are the Denver Nuggets. And I think there's four and a half games between them and the fifth seed, which I believe I believe is Phoenix, right? It's not Phoenix because they lost last night. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's jumbled. This is the, yeah, the everything why is it's jumbled, so important. Right. Because you could go, and I'm, I just pulled up the standings live while we're doing this. So Phoenix is sixth. Uh, the Grizzlies are, are fifth. But they're statistically tied. I mean, it, it's essentially they're four and a half games out of first. But from, from five to 11 is only separated by a game and a half. And you could – so quickly – you could go from being, you know, the fifth seed and safely in the playoffs to outside looking in on the play-in, hopefully you making it. Because it's so tight from 5 to 11. And that's just the difference between So that's just like, oh, my God, a team goes east and faces, you know, three of their four best teams. <laughs> right. You know, and, that, and that, that's how perilous it is. In some respects, it doesn't even matter how well you're playing or not playing in terms of what, what that difference is. It kind of matters who you're playing. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and, that, and, and I think that you you hit something on the head with the Jazzes. They've won almost all of the games that they've needed to win. The two games that you could think of, and you shudder to say this, but they've actually dropped two games that they should have won. And that's Minnesota and, and the New York Knicks, mm-hmm. if they actually get those two, you're looking at a team with an 18-3 and three record. Yeah. <laughs> we're nitpicking here, though, right? Like, yeah, we, we're we're, we really are. Because it's the NBA, and you're going to lose games to, to the Timberwolves every now and then. Right. But, but what matters is when you look back over the course of the season and you look at that bigger picture, I mean, uh, to me, their fundamentals are so sound. And they're the, one of the teams that I probably trust the most, which I know is odd to say because – so much of it rides on Donovan Mitchell staying this Donovan Mitchell, which I, I think at this point he's got the track record that that we can say this is who Donovan Mitchell is. And these guys staying healthy, which, you know, let, let's be honest, that's probably the biggest concern right now for the league in general. Well, the, the thing about the Jazz, and I actually think that this is a pretty tough road trip because it's tough logistically, right? Mm -hmm. So they played late Tuesday night. They traveled early Wednesday. 
They play early Thursday. Then they play a back-to-back in Charlotte on Friday. And then they play less than 48 hours later, really early, 11 o'clock Mountain Time against a tough Indiana team on Sunday because it's Super Bowl Sunday. So you look at the schedule and you say, okay, Atlanta, Charlotte, Indiana, the Jazz should be at least moderately successful on this trip. This is a rough trip logistically and schedule-wise, and I would not be surprised if there's a slip-up on this trip uh, with the team that they should be just because of how rough this trip is logistically, and you're making a trip on one-day rest. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, uh, that Sunday road game in Indiana starting at noon central, like just really stands out. You actually pointed that out before the show because I, I had picked them uh, to, to win that game until I looked and it was like, and you said, wow, it's a noon game. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, the little, it's almost, I hate to say that this is a schedule loss, but if they lose, you could look at the schedule and you could say, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised that they lost this game. You look, it's they've got a 6.30 Eastern start. They have a 7 Eastern start. And then they have a noon, is that central in Indiana? Noon central? Noon central start. 11 mountain. Yeah. So how thrown off are they going to be for that game? No shoot around. There's no shoot arounds on Sundays anyway for the Jazz. Um, so a quick walkthrough. But, I mean, your wake-up call is like, eight o'clock in the morning, seven, eight o'clock. You extensively, you have breakfast, you get something to eat. It's just an early day. It's going to be really, I'm going to be really interested to see how the Jazz react to that early game. Now, a question I wanted to ask you, all-star fan voting first returns came out today. Uh Donovan Mitchell is fifth in the Western Conference uh, among guards. No Rudy Gobert in the top 10 among forwards, uh, among front court players. No Mike Conley in the top 10 among backcourt players. I am not surprised there's no Mike Conley in the top 10. Uh, He's not somebody that's going to garner a lot of fan voting. Now, here's the sad thing. I'm also not surprised that there's no Rudy in the top 10. Well, yeah, neither am I. I mean, is Zion in the top 10? Zion is seventh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts with no Rudy in the top 10? Well, the fan vote does not reflect reality, you know? It just right. doesn't. Like, is Alex Caruso, where's Alex Caruso on the list of guards? He's surprisingly not number one in the Western But you get what I'm way. saying, right? Right. Clay Thompson made top 10, and he hasn't played a game. Exactly. And, and Carmelo so this Anthony is... made top 10 in the front court. <laughs> well, now that one I support, by all means. Let's put Carmelo, <laughs> if there's an all-star game, put Carmelo in it. But, but you know, the, the fan vote, it just goes to show you what fans actually care about, and they care about the stuff that's highlighted to them. Right. And Rudy Gobert is a lunch pail guy. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be getting like a, a shoe campaign. It's just not who he is as a player. And so, you know, to expect that guy to do well in the fan vote, I think, would be unrealistic. But that's why 
the the fan vote isn't the only thing that makes guys an all star. And Rudy Gobert is very obviously an all star. You you know you don't anchor that defense on that team performing the way it is and not make the all-star game. I think he's going to make the all-star game. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's 100% sure, but I I would say 85 to 90% sure just from my vantage Mm -hmm. point. I think if the Jazz stay in the top three, they're going to get Rudy and Donovan at minimum. I think Um, so too. I don't think they'll get Conley though. I think they have a chance to get Conley if they get, if they stay number one, if you stay number one, that comes with rewards and you look, I think about the politics part of it though. I think if you typically look at number one, ones, one teams, you look at, okay, Mike Conley leads the league in plus minus. The narrative is he's playing at almost a career level after playing at almost a career low level last year. Mm -hmm. And if the jazz are number one, the number one seed, they get Quinn Snyder. And, you know, remember the team that this Jazz team kind of reminds me of are the 2015 Atlanta Hawks. And they got four. They got Jeff T. They got Paul Millsap, Al Horford, and, and, and Kyle Korver. But the West is stacked. That's the thing. You start running out of that spots. Part is I mean, true. Just think about it. Steph that Curry, Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I mean, I, I'm guessing Devin Booker. Is going to be an all-star, even though he hasn't really, you know, he's had kind of a down year. Let's stop at Devin Booker. In fact, let's let's gloss a over A perceived Devin Booker. down year, I should say. Let's go to Chris Paul. If the Jazz are the number one seed and Chris Paul keeps playing like he is, which is, he to me, he's playing at an all-star level. Would you take Mike Conley or would you take Chris Paul, Jazz in number one seed, Phoenix is in that 6-7 range? I think you probably are going to see Chris Paul because that's how the league works, right? Like when we talk about all stars, we need to talk about you're talking about a guy who's been playing at a high level for so long, but Mm -hmm. has never been an all star. And that's a narrative. I think Chris Paul's going to get it. He was third team all NBA. You know, so much of it is a narrative thing. Uh, Long term, even it's not just in that one season. I mean, think about it. We're 20 games into a season and we're voting for an all star. Right. That in and of itself isn't ideal when trying to take in the whole of the season to that point. And so I think what you get is a lot of people who look at last year and they say, well, you know, Chris Paul, yeah, he's an all-star. And that's about how much thought they put into it. Um, Mike Conley is an all-star caliber player. I don't think anybody would say that he isn't. And I would argue he's having an all-star caliber season this year, but it just, you know, the star power thing does matter and and that's how it's going to work. You know, Luca is going to make it. Right. Uh, is John Wall. John Wall might have a shot at it, to be honest with you. Now, you and, cannot and take John Wall before you take Mike Conley. I know. I, I get it. But I'm saying like, that you, can't. you just have to think about this kind of stuff, right? But um, I, I think if you look at Mike Conley, you look at his advanced numbers, mm-hmm. which are off the charts this year. And my caveat is the Jazz have to stay number one. If the Jazz are number two, number three, then it's going to be Donovan and Rudy, and that's it. I agree with you there. They're, they're one shot at getting three they're guys. They're one shot at getting sure. three guys is, is to f- be the number one seed in the conference, to me. That's their road. But if they're the number one seed, then I think that that should come with rewards. It has for so many number one seeds in so many previous seasons. I, I don't disagree with you there at all. But I just think that the West is, is particularly stacked. Uh, we didn't even talk about, I mean, Jokic and Murray are going to make it. Like you just start running out of spots really fast. Why would Murray I bet make Murray's going to make it. Conley. Oh, I'm not saying that these are people that necessarily should. I'm telling Steph, you what's going to happen. Luca, yeah. like those guys are going to make it over Conley regardless. Devin Booker's mm-hmm. probably going to make it over Conley regardless. Donovan is going to make it over Conley regardless. 
So there's four or five guys that regardless are going to make it over Conley. So you're looking at like Conley, you're looking at Brandon Ingram, you're looking at John Wall, you're looking at um, Chris Paul. I think you put Chris Paul in that wild card spot. John Morant, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's probably going to make it over Conley regardless. Right. So you put Damian in that lock spot. So basically you're looking at those two wild card spots and can Mike Conley steal one of those spots? And he, to me, the Jazz have to be the number one seed in the conference to give them a, a real chance to do that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, should we look ahead at the games coming up in the next well, week? Well, let's look at, you know, we call each other's twins all the time. This <laughs> week we were certainly twins with the record picking because we both. That's picked, right. We got we got all of the same games right, right? We nailed it. Yeah, we were we both nailed. two and one or two, three and zero. Oh, excuse me. Uh, they no, beat the we Mavs. Were, no, we lost one. No, we well, were both three no, and zero. We oh. were right. Yes, we were right. Right. Yeah, I confused myself on that, and then I confused you. But we were both <laughs> three and zero oh last week, um, right. taking us on the season. I'm fourteen and six. You know, just I mean, God, Tony, can you smell that? You're the that? Utah Jazz. You're the Utah can Jazz you smell of this that? podcast. It's just excellence. Just emanating from my body. Just it's Dog, just Dog, I'm only a game radiating Just go ahead me. and say my No, no, no. No, no listen, listen. Tony, I'm 14 and 6. That's all you need to know. I'm 14 and 6 and Tony is worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am 13 and 7. I am nipping on David's heels. Yeah, he, he's hoping. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like it's been done. You know, I didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so they got the Hawks uh, first in the first game on the road, and, you know, um, the Hawks have been okay, but they just can't stop anybody, and, and I think that... With the way Utah's playing, this should be – I'm not going to say it's an easy win because it is a road game and they're going to have to travel and Trey Young can do Trey Young easy things. Win, especially if Corsai Karen makes it to the game tonight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she won't be there. But I'm going to take the Jazz to win this game against the Hawks. Who are you taking? I'm with you. Won't be an easy win. Uh, Trey Young was 1-11 for um, a couple of weeks ago against the Jazz. I am sure – that he is probably not going to go one for 11 tonight. One Won't for be 12. an easy game or one for 12. Won't be an easy game. I expect it to be a close game, uh, but I do I do pick the Jazz to win this game. Um, all right. Then they, they follow that up with a back-to-back at Charlotte. So not a lot of travel involved. Uh, pretty close. Uh, but they do have to contend with LaMelo Ball, who's probably the front runner for Rookie of the Year right now. Uh how do you feel about the game against Charlotte? Tough game against Charlotte. Number one, it's a back-to-back. But number two, Charlotte has a lot of guys that can attack off the dribble. And I think that has a chance to throw some some stuff into a, a Jazz team that might not have great legs. So I expect that to be a really close game. 
I do think the Jazz will win because I think when you're throwing Bismack Biombo and Cody Zeller at Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, I mm-hmm. think that that's a massive mismatch. You know, so I, I do think uh, the Jazz will win, but I, I do think that that's going to be potentially a possession game down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, the Hornets have been playing teams really tough. They are surprisingly physical. They're very athletic. I like them a lot. I think that athletic teams – they can teams dribble, are- pass, and shoot. They That's really what I like can. About them. Yep, they move the ball well. Uh, they they really have quickly taken on that Lamelo identity, which I appreciate a lot. Um, but I think that it's another win for the Jazz. I I think that the Jazz are just too good. You know, I do think it's a win for the Jazz. I don't think it's going to be easy. But you know, just just on that Charlotte theme, I really want to see them in the playoffs. You know, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, um, Gordon Hayward, Lamelo Ball, Cody Martin. Or is it Caleb Martin? Which Martin is the one that's in the rotation? Miles Bridges, PJ, PJ Washington. They have so many. They have a lot of guys that are really dynamic at what they do offensively. They've made that that Gordon Hayward signing looks better oh, when you see so how good. good they look with him. And yes. and there's there's a certain. I think we can take lessons from what they've done there by overpaying for a solid veteran who can play make and defend and and guard multiple positions. Overpaying there is going to pay dividends for them in development for all those young guys that they've got because you've got someone you can rely on and trust. It allows those other guys to feel free to make mistakes because they know that there's another guy on the court who can do stuff. So I think that Gordon Hayward signing, we're all going to feel a lot a lot differently about it once this, this year is over. Uh, all right, now we got the tricky game. That Sunday game, the noon central time start against the Pacers. Um, the Pacers have been down. Lately, they have not been as good as they were to start the year. Um, I, I think, though, this is probably a schedule loss. Uh, I have I have the Jazz drop in this game. Are you with me on that one? This is as tough a game as almost as you can get for the Jazz because number one, playing at eleven in the morning Mountain Time, noon Central, but you know the paces drain your legs. You know Miles Turner, Demonte Sabonis. Malcolm Brogdon, you know, those guys are physical. The Holidays, Doug McDermott runs you around. Those guys are physical every single possession. I think that's going to be really tough for the Jazz to win. I'm picking Indiana. And then they've got Boston at home on TNT Tuesday. Uh, The Celtics, you know, they've got issues on the interior. And I... I like the Jazz in this game. I like the Jazz in this game. You know, not only do they have issues on the interior, I mean, essentially, this has become one of the least offensively versatile Brad Stevens teams that I've seen. I mean, it's just exclusively right now, it's exclusively Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Mm -hmm. whatever they can create. And, you know, they won't have a Marcus Smart to throw a Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, it could be a really big Donovan Mitchell game. Yeah, even if they have Kim, even if they have Kimball Walker. Kimba's going to have to actually defend Mike Conley. And, you know, we know Kimba's not the greatest defender defender in the world. It's a dangerous Boston team. And, and the fact that, you know, Tatum and, 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 and Brown can go off for 35 each and they could figure out 40 or 50 points elsewhere. Also, you know, Boston will be on the last game of the road trip. They've been on this road trip, this particular road trip since early this week. And they'll still be on that road trip. You know, that's a tough game to end a road trip on. Uh, I'm going to pick the Jazz. 
to, to, to beat the Celtics. Yeah. So this is another week where we completely agree. Yes. This is another week that we, we're not guys. We are not doing this on purpose. I promise. We're, we literally don't talk about this until we get to this segment. So like, and, and I swear that I'm making my picks ahead of time in, in the notes because I don't want to be influenced by Tony's pick just to try to keep him from winning. I, I, I will save that for the end of the season when I am just purposely holding Tony off by one win. If, if I can win <laughs> this thing, I, if I can win this by one game, oh my gosh, I'll have to retire. I'll never make picks again. It'll be the greatest where, thing ever. If happened. you win, where are you going to take me for state? Where am I taking no, no, you no. for state? We already decided. You're, you're, we're going to go to cut. We're going to meet in Vegas. Oh, we're going to go right. to cut. We're going to go eat to some cut. delicious steaks. Wolfgang yes. Puck knows how to do a steak. And Tony, we know how to do a podcast. This was Game Notes for Tony Jones. I'm Dave DeFore. We'll be back next week with another episode. And I can continue to dominate in our picks. Take it easy. Yeah, dominating by one game. Good night, everybody. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.